بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على النبي الأمي برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين الحمد لله والتفضل عند كرم الله سبحانه وتعالى We are in this blessed month شعبان The beloved of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم asked Allah for blessings in شعبان and he then asked Allah so asked Allah he asked Allah for blessings in Rajab blessings in شعبان meaning blessings to spend these months correctly and every sort of spiritual blessing and Allah's beloved وسلم, they asked they after asked Allah وبلغنا رمضان oh Allah make us reach the month of Ramadan so this month that should be our enthusiasm we should increase we should aspire to be better we should increase in every form of good deed we should recharge ourselves for the month of Ramadan we should bring good qualities and we should make good qualities part and parcel of our life it should be our nature good goodness akhlaq humility humbleness making salam having a clean heart staying away from sin going to sleep with tilawa of the quran waking up for tahajjud every good deed we learned about we learn about and should learn about we should aspire to inculcate it in our lives begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for acceptance because this is our season Ramadan is our season the months prior to Ramadan is our season it's not possible that Ramadan comes in and we just change our human nature is that we need some time to prepare ourselves and Shaban is for that then also comes in this month the blessed day which is the 15th of Shaban so these are special occasions that are coming our way let's aspire to be better people one is tilawa of the quran kareem very important the other is aspire to learn the meanings of allah's kalam what is my allah saying subhanahu wa ta'ala what is the meaning of the verses of the quran kareem we heard a surah of the quran kareem in the masjid our hearts should aspire to know what is the meaning of this verse what is allah, what is allah saying in this topic in this chapter and then we should go to our ulama and ask and learn with good intentions remember sahaba radiyallahu anhum were of senior ages already when they had embraced islam but despite their advanced ages that didn't hinder them from humbling themselves and going to learn like the sahabi we are learning about hazrat tufail radiyallahu anhu he used to go to hazrat ubay bin ka'ab radiyallahu anhu to learn the quran like this sahaba radiyallahu anhum despite their seniority despite their ages despite their ailments also at times radiyallahu anhum hazrat amr bin ummi maktum radiyallahu anhu visually impaired but he seized every opportunity to learn so we should aspire to know what is my allah saying that's why even in the month of ramadan we'll notice that our ulama and our imams generally share tafsir with us in the masjid sadly most of us rush out of the masjid but isn't this the month of ramadan isn't this the month to want to know what did allah what is allah telling us what is the meaning of the kalam of allah azza wa jal there's ulama taking our time preparing pondering what to share with us from the so many 
verses of the Quran Kareem they choose but a few and in a few min- minutes share that with us so that we can inculcate it in our lives and take it home and share this beautiful message of Allah's kalam with our family members with our children and the next day at work with our uh, associates friends neighbors colleagues employers employees I'll never forget a few years ago there was a there's a close friend of mine, a dentist, a special man. He sat with us during the month of Ramadan in the tafsir. So he would then mention to say that Quran is so beautiful. He says the next day I am in dentistry. My, my friends and my associates, I sit with them the next day and I share with them the message of Quran from what he heard the previous night. And what he then started doing was as he treats his patient, the recital of the Qur'an Kareem is taking place. So I asked him, does anyone complain? You are playing the Qur'an Kareem. Many of your patients are non-Muslims. He says, most of them are non-Muslims of all different backgrounds, but they never complain. He says, actually, the few times that I forgot to switch it on on the computer, they actually ask for it. They say, this soothes us. This brings peace to us. So this is a brother who took effect from listening to the meanings of the Qur'an Kareem and the tilawah of the Qur'an Kareem, and he inculcated this into his practice. So these moments are special. This month is special. These months are special. Let us aspire to be better people. Allah give us tawfiq. A few incidents that we learn about Shaban is one. Hazrat Aisha says, the Nabi of Allah would fast profusely in the month of Shaban. In Sahih Muslim it's reported, Hazrat Aisha says, Kana Actually, the beloved of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, most of Shaaban he fasted. كان يصوم شعبان إلا قليلا. Usama bin Zaid radiallahu anhu's hadith, he said, I asked the beloved of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, O Nabi of Allah, لم أرك تصوم من شهر من الشهور ما تصوم من شعبان. I haven't seen you fast in any other month as much as you fast in the month of Shaaban. The beloved of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that that is a month that people generally neglect. ذاك شهر People neglect this month. Ghafla comes in this month. That people want to, Allahu Akbar, feel they'd rather spend time frivolously before Ramadan where we can't. Na'udhu Billah. No, this is the month to acquire the strength, the spiritual strength for the month of Ramadan. The beloved of Allah وسلم, said, that is a month that people neglect. It is situated between Rajab and Ramadan. And it is a month that our deeds are raised to Rabbul Alameen. وَهُوَ شَهْرٌ تُرْفَعُ فِيهِ الْأَعْمَالِ إِلَىٰ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ فَأُحِبُّ أَنْ يُرْفَعَ عَمَلِي وَأَنَا صَائِمٌ The beloved of Allah said, I love my deeds to be raised by Allah whilst I am fasting. This hadith is in Nasa'i, Sunan Nasa'i. And there's another interesting report by Hazrat Aisha radiallahu in Nasai and Abu Dawood as well, she said the beloved of Allah وسلم, loved to fast in Ramadan. And from all the months, he loved fasting. Besides Ramadan, he loved fasting in Sha'ban. It was as though it was a continuation. He joined it with Ramadan. This is for emphasis. What it means is, obviously the fast in Sha'ban is not compulsory, but it's really meritorious. Something else we should remember that took place in the month of Sha'ban is it was in Sha'ban the second year Hijri after Hijrah. 
coinciding with the other, with the Gregorian calendar, February 624. And that was when the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came to face Baytul Maqdis. To, to face Masjid Haram, not to face Baytul Maqdis anymore. Because when the Muslims arrived in Medina Munawwara, we first faced, our Muslims first faced Baytul Maqdis. And there was so much of wisdom in that. In Makkah Mukarramah, the Muslims were facing Kaaba Sharif and Baytul Maqdis. The command of Allah was to face Baytul Maqdis. This was also the Qibla of the Anbiya والسلام, And this has so much of wisdom in it to show the world. Because prior to this was also Nabi Sallallahu Mi'raj where he went to Baytul Maqdis. And this was to show the world that this Nabi of Allah وسلم, came for all mankind. Previously, Anbiya came to a specific people, their community, their area, their region, their community. Sometimes they migrated to another area, Allah sent them to work amongst. Allah sent Hazrat Lut in the Jordan region to work on that community, his people, Sadum. Allah sent Hazrat Ibrahim salam. He first worked in Kanaan in Iraq. He then was told by Allah to migrate to his area, to the area called Hebron Khalil. So Anbiya sometimes came from a community and worked amongst the community. And at times Allah sent them to another community to work upon those people. Now interestingly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws a distinction a special distinction here. Analyze these few chapters of the Quran Kareem. One is Surah Maryam, then Surah Taha, then Surah Anbiya. See the incidents of the Anbiya in these chapters. The Anbiya that are mentioned in Maryam are different from the Anbiya that are mentioned in Surah Taha. Like Hazrat Musa is mentioned slightly in Maryam. But there's like 10 Anbiya mentioned in Surah Maryam, but Hazrat Yahya and Hazrat Isa incident is detailed. But in Surah Taha, Allah details the incident of Hazrat Musa salam. And like Hazrat Adam salam is mentioned concisely in Maryam, he is now mentioned in great detail in Surah Taha. Then Surah Anbiya, which is the next chapter, and these are Meccan revealed chapters, mentions Anbiya that are not mentioned in the two, so different Anbiya But after the discussion of the Anbiya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses his beloved, with such a verse wherein Allah says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ But O oh Muhammad wasallam, we have not sent thee but as a rahma To who? Subhanallah. Not to one tribe or one community or one nation or one people or one region or one area. لِلْعَالَمِينَ For humanity in totality. It's a clear distinction. Every um, every person, every country, every region, every area, every language, every individual, male or female, young, old, big, small, all are part of the Ummah of Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the wisdom of the Qibla was, was that, to show the world that see, Allah is teaching humanity. Muhammad faced the qibla of the Anbiya When he arrived in Medina Munawwara, so in Makkah Mukarramah, Sahaba would still face Baytul Maqdis, but they would stand on the side of the Kaaba Sharif, which they would face both, because Kaaba Sharif was in their hearts. The Muhajireen, the Sahaba from Makkah Mukarramah. The love of Kaaba Sharif was inherent in them. When they came in, 
to Medina Munawwara, then it was also a test for them that are we going to emotionally still abide by our emotions by facing Kaaba Sharif or obey Allah's command which is Baytul Maqdis. This was a test. The test for the Sahaba Kiram radiallahu and Allahu Akbar they always passed the examination from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah says they were the best and they fulfilled their tasks and their duties and they passed with flying colors Sahaba Kiram radiallahu anhum and also in Medina Manawara it was a way to show the Jewish community that you are awaiting this Nabi of Allah who's described in your books he is the one see he's facing Baytul Maqdis also that's why 16 to 17 months later the beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa was then commanded in the month of Sha'ban so this is also interesting in the month of Sha'ban to face Kaaba Sharif. قَدْ نَرَى تَقَلُّبَ وَجْهِكَ فِي السَّمَاءِ فَلَنُوَلِّيَنَّكَ قِبْلَةً تَرْضَاهَا فَوَلِّ وَجْهَكَ شَطْرَ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ وَحَيْثُ مَا كُنْتُمْ فَوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ شَطْرَةً And Allah's beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was actually visiting a Sahabi's home at the time, Hazrat Bara bin Ma'roor, because he from the Meccan stage, he comes from Medina, he hailed from Medina Munawwara, but he asked Nabi Wasallam's permission to face Kaaba Sharif, despite, you know, being, uh, being everyone following Baytul Maqdis, the beloved of Allah Wasallam refused and said, we must follow Kaaba Sharif. But on his deathbed, he was buried facing the Qibla, the Kaaba Sharif. So the beloved of Allah sallallahu was visiting his home. He had passed away one month prior to Rasulullah sallallahu hijrah. But the beloved of Allah was visiting his home when the command of Allah came in the next salah which was near his home that face Qibla and that masjid near the home of Bara bin Ma'roor radiallahu anhu is known as Masjid al-Qiblatain. So these are some incidents that took place in the month of Sha'ban. But also what we can never forget is even the law of fasting in the month of Ramadan, that ruling came in Sha'ban, the second year Hijri, just before the expedition of Badr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command came. And this is in Surah Baqarah. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu kutiba alaykum as-siyamu kama kutiba ala ladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. So we can learn these verses. So beautiful, every verse of the Quran al-Kareem, subhanallah. Allahu Akbar, the Sahabi we learn about. Radiallahu anhu was a noble man. Mali'an, Labiban. He was, you know, had a good size. He was very intelligent. His title was the Nur and the Nur, the man of light. He embraced Islam in the early Meccan stage. And his incident is really so captivating and so full of lesson. And he strove and gave his life for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was a poet in his day. He was known for his poetry. He was known to have uh, emotions of a poet where he would take effect, he says. He says, anything that was true could affect me because my heart was soft and I was sensitive. He was a nobleman. His name was Tufail, Allahu Akbar. Tufail, Allahu Akbar. Allah give us the love of Sahaba, radiallahu anhum. Yes, we generally explain Tufail to mean the, the form, the minative form of tufil, which means child, and tufil would mean beloved child. It also means tafal al-laylu tatufilan. It means in the evening, the brightness of the day and the night coming in. At that time, that's also called tafala and tufil and tafal. And also, tufil is a famous horse in Arabia, a brave, famous horse of Arabia. So Hazrat Tufail was one of the nobles of the Dost tribe and he was 
a man looked up to, marmuqeen. He had morality and he was of those who fed people profusely. He fed people abundantly and he would never lock his door in front of anyone in need. He would feed the hungry, give amnesty to the, to the one in fear and he would give protection to those who needed protection. He was a poet that was intricate, delicate and he was wise and he was very eloquent when it came to the Arabic language. A word could have a magical effect on him. And Arabs had this connection to the Arabic language. That's why they would take so much of effect from the Quran Kareem. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Anbiya alayhi salam according to what was needed at the time. In Hazrat Musa alayhi salam's time, people had mastered the art of magic. Allah gave him such a miracle that was beyond what they could ever fathom. It was not just magic, but it was a miracle. It was a real serpent that transformed from the, from the, from the, from the, from the stick. And his hand got enlightened with the nur of his iman and it brightened the entire horizon. Allah speaks of the miracles Allah gave Hazrat Musa alayhi salam. Allah gave Hazrat Isa alayhi salam a miracle that was more than just medicine that people had mastered in his time. Allah gave him the ability to make dua and Allah would give life to the dead. Allah gave Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam all those miracles as well, subhanallah. Thousands of miracles in the life of Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam But the greatest miracle is the quran Kareem. So he took great effect from the quran Kareem. He was a poet. Hafiz ibn Hajar Rahimahullah says He embraced Islam in the early stages And he quotes verses of poetry That when he embraced Islam He was threatened And he responded in the form of poetry Allah Muhammad Rahimahullah quotes the verses of Hazrat Tufail anhu wherein he composed and said, Ala abligladeka banilu ayin ala shana'ani wal ghadamil muraddi bianna allaha rabbal arshi fardun ta'ala jadduhu an kulli niddi wa anna muhammadan abdun rasoolun daliluhudan hudan wa mudihu kulli rushdi ra'aytu dalailan qad anba'atni bianna sabilahu yahdi liqasdi وأن الله جل له بهاء وأعلى جده في كل جدي Behold, convey the message to the Arabs بنيلو أيين Tell the بنيلو أي Tell them Even though they're upset and arrogant and angry and they have hatred and this could destroy them Tell them So subhanallah, he's posing this to say that whether they like it or not, they have to hear the truth that Allah, Rabbul Arsh, is unique, perfect, alone. He has no partner and equal and parallel whatsoever. Ta'ala jadduhu an kulli niddi and tell them that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is Allah's banda and Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He is the guide. He, Allah has sent him as the guide, Dalilu Hudan, and he is the path of righteousness and guidance. And tell them, I have seen clear proofs that showed me this, that shows me that Muhammad Wasallam's way takes us to Allah's pleasure and will take us to success. And Allah has glorified Muhammad Wasallam with awe and honor and grandeur. And Allah has made his position above Everybody else. وَعَلَى جَدَّهُ فِي كُلِّ جَدِّي Allahu Akbar. Hazrat Tufail radiallahu early words where he told the people and poetry was the propaganda of the day where they spoke ill of him and he told them 
Meaning, what, it, what, that, what that means is, you conveyed your message in the past with poetry. It was the bulletin. And he told them that, I'm not prepared to denounce my faith because of you, whether you like it or not. Allah is perfect and true, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is true. What about the incident of the Islam of Hazrat Tufail radiallahu Allama Muhammad ibn Ishaq rahimahullah, one of the earliest and the greatest historians, he quotes the report, the hadith, the incident of Hazrat Tufail radiallahu anhu's Islam. He says in the initial stages, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam would sincerely convey the message to his people. He would call them to salvation, call them to success. And what they would do was, they used to warn the people. And they would warn every visitor into Makkah Mukarramah. Because they were worried that the beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa reached everyone. The beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa convinced everyone. Subhanallah, they saw in Allah's beloved sallallahu alayhi wa that he didn't wait for the people to come to him. He reached out to them. He went to them. What an amazing sunnah. He reached out to the world. So the Meccan society realized we have to forewarn them before their arrival into Makkah Mukarramah. And whoever came into Makkah, the Meccans would sit him down and convince him that why you shouldn't meet Muhammad and they would make up a whole lot of negativities, magic and lies and so forth. They tried this in the, in the, in the previous year, but because they were opposing each other, this year they said, we have to all make the same statement and sing the same song that his magic is so deadly and so fierce and so effective that it splits an entire community this is why father and son are in such a situation husband and wife and they made up false tales and they put fear in every person Hazrat Tufail anhu, says I arrived in Makkah and I found myself in this situation in this battle taking place Muhammad وسلم, trying to save people from Jahannam showing them Allah's way and the mushrikeen are trying to take people to hellfire so as this battle, this bout, this tug of war was taking place in Makkah Mukarramah, Tufail arrives there. He says, they kept on convincing me. They kept on trying to dissuade me from even going near Muhammad or allowing him near me. That I was, I took so much of effect. I stuffed cotton wool in my ears when I went to the masjid also, fearing that his words mustn't even permeate, mustn't even touch my ear. I don't, didn't even want to hear him. But anyway, I came for pilgrimage and that, that was our respect for the Kaaba. So I went early to the masjid the next day and I see a man standing there praying by the Kaaba. This was a different prayer. So I realized he is the man. So I, at first, was fearful that his words mustn't come to me also. But then Allah gave me tawfiq. Allah wanted few of the verses of the Qur'an to come and reach my ear. And subhanallah, kalamullah, when it touches the ear, it permeates the pure heart. Subhanallah. He says, by Allah, the words were so beautiful, amazing, delicate, profound, kalaman, hasanan, jameelan, latifan. So I said to myself, Tufail, what is the matter with you? What is the matter with you? He's addressing himself. He says, you're a wise man. You're an intelligent man. You're a poet. Can't you differentiate good from bad on your own that you must listen to third parties? 
What prevents you from listening to what this man says? Listen, use your own mind. If what he says is good, you accept it. If not, you refute it. But how can you just judge a person from third parties? What is the matter with you? And this was his address to himself. From here we learn this is also a very important point to keep in mind, respected lovers of Sahaba. People will say what they say concerning Islam. But we should tell them that what you heard about Islam, that's not true. Islam is different from that. And explain to them the truth. Explain to them the beauty of Islam. Explain to them the akhlaq of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And from there, tell them, now you be the judge. But don't judge something by hearing from other parties. Look for the truth on your own. And whoever we have an influence on, explain this truth to them. And inshallah, it'll guide them. It'll be a means of their hidayah. Allahu Akbar, a connection of mine, just contacted me yesterday to visit an Ethiopian brother who on his own recently just embraced Islam. He comes from a family of priests. He works in one of the stores. He's so busy all the time, but he was looking for Allah, searching for the truth. And he said that Hazrat Isa salam worshipped Allah. We all have to worship Allah directly. Worship Allah alone, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he embraced Islam and he's, he says, make dua soon. I can have my own store and I will come for my five times daily prayer. Just the other day, a man from Nigeria is telling me his amazing narrative. He says, I was in Nigeria I went, and I was in a, a, a very, uh, you know, a, a prominent Christian school. And then they sent us for extra lessons. And then we see it in the Bible that God Almighty is one. He has no partner. And the verses are so clear. Then they advocate in the church that no trinity and so forth. He says, this really confused me. And he says, I found it happened that there was another Muslim in the school, in the boarding school, who stayed in my room. But the way he prayed was phenomenal. And he would get such good marks and so forth. This was the situation this youngster found himself in. So I asked, so he said that he asked this individual, like, how you get such good marks? I'm more intelligent than you. He says, I try my best, but mainly I turn to Allah and Allah helps me. And then that prompted me to look into Islam. And Alhamdulillah, he then explains how he found Islam and he searched for Islam. But his entire family are very upset that he's Muslim and he's at the moment in South Africa. So we have to seize the opportunity to explain the truth to the people. Like the Meccans tried to dissuade Hazrat Tufail, this is an ongoing process. People will always distance people from the truth. Satanic forces will always stop people from hearing and understanding and taking effect from the truth. But we with our smile, with our akhlaq, we greet people politely and explain the truth to them and leave it to them to decide. But we have to take the first step. Hazrat Tufail then says, I came before the Nabi of Allah after he had completed his prayer. I followed him. When he entered his home, I knocked the door and spoke to him. He came, called me in and I said to him, you know, your people said such and such, but I can see that it's not true. They kept on instilling fear into me that I actually had stuffed cotton wool in my ears so that I may not hear what you have to say. But Allah 
made me hear. Thumma aballah illa ayyusmi'ani qawlak. Allah made me hear. And it's so beautiful. It's amazing. It's prolific. Please, share more, more with me. Fa'a'rid alayya amrak. Explain your deen to me. The beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam presented the deen to him. Recited the quran Karim to him. He said, I've never heard something so beautiful in my life. Ma sami'tu qawlan qattu ahsana minhu. I ever, haven't heard ever something so beautiful like the Qur'an, or something so just, something so clear, amran a'dala minhu, nor have I ever heard a presentation more effective than the Qur'an, wala khitaban raqqa minhu, he says, I embraced Islam, I took the shahada, and I brought iman in the khaliq of the creation, and upon his Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the man of, the man of, Sublime conduct and character. Wabi Rasulihi Muhammadin Kamilil Khuluk Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When Hazrat Tufail Radiallahu embraced Islam, he said, I then asked the beloved of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Runabi of Allah, I am Muslim. But oh my Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, how can I keep this, this to myself? I am a man respected in my community. Now let's learn a lesson here, respected Ummatis of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If Allah has given us as a respectable position, if Allah has given us some status, that is not for free. See Sahaba, they used that position they had to tell people the truth. Oh my Nabi, I'm a respectable man. I'm going back to my people. I'm going to give them dawat. See Sahaba, understood. وَأَنَا رَاجِعٌ إِلَيْهِمْ وَدَاعِيهِمْ إِلَى الْإِسْلَامِ فَادْعُوا اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلْ أَنْ يَجْعَلَ لِي آيَةً تَكُونُ لِي عَوْنًا عَلَيْهِمْ فِيمَا أَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَيْهِ O Nabi of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم I'm going to them. I'm going to invite them to Islam. It's true. He has to invite. How can one keep the truth to themselves? How can the truth be hidden? O Nabi of Allah, make dua for me. That Allah grant me a sign. That will assist me in my da'wah that I give them. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave du'as. Allahumma ja'allahu ayah. Allah, you give him a sign. Hazrat Tufail says, as I left to my people, I finally arrived at the mountain that was over, over viewing my community. And just then, Allah granted me light that shone like a lamp between my eyes, on my forehead. And at that time, because he explains earlier that he says, I was a delicate person. I said, Oh Allah, I worry that the sign on my face could be misunderstood by them. And immediately the light shifted from my forehead to my whoop. And everyone is coming closer to see what is this? This was in the age that a torch was not known. What they knew was somewhat a lamp where you uh, lit a wick. This was something rare and extraordinary. It was a, it was a karama. It was a, 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 an amazing miracle. And as I came to them, I reached there by morning and my father first came to me. He was of advanced age. He was fully gray. And I said to him, Father, Father, please step aside, step aside. I'm not of you. You're not of me. My father said to me, why my son? Why my beloved son? So I said, my father, I have become Muslim. I follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But my father then responded to say, but my son, you know, oh my beloved child, my deen is your deen. I follow you. So I said to him, Father, then go and bathe and wash, wash yourself wear clean clothes and come and I will teach you what I have been taught. He went nearby, washed, cleansed 
and then came i presented islam to him he had embraced islam washahida shahadat alhaq and he bore the testimony of truth and as tufail radiyallahu says but by the way he was quite straightforward with his father where he said get away and so forth let's remember he had just embraced islam he was emotional you know he was emotional to, for his people to accept the truth so these this was the way he was expressing his sentiments later on the beloved of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did correct him that we have to in we have to instruct people towards islam politely we have to advocate the truth kindly not forcefully nor arrogantly nor uh, uh, nor disrespectfully